Welcome to Mind Your Business. I'm your host, Stephen Meadows. It's that time of the month again. It is time for another episode of Burning Questions, where you get to write in or call in and leave me a message and ask me questions about your business. So we have a few great questions this month. I'm not going to waste a lot of time and just dive right in. Don't forget, though, you can either email me your question to info at cmvbooks.com or there is a link in the show notes or on social media in the in the captions uh, for a voice service where you can actually just record me a message. If I choose your question, I will actually play the recording on air. So call in or voice in whatever it's called and uh, give me your questions. I would love to hear from you guys. But we got some great questions for this month. The first question comes from Janet in Scottsdale, Arizona. She says, I keep seeing agents having open houses on their listings or even volunteering to have them for other people. Are they really worth the time? So Janet, I will be honest with you. I've done countless open houses in my day. And not a single one has resulted in me selling that person a house. However, on the flip side of that coin, I have lost a client to an open house. Uh, or a, I guess they were technically a would-be client because we hadn't signed any agreements yet. It was some folks I went to church with. And we spoke after church. They came to me and they said, hey, we're thinking about buying a house. Um, we'd love to work with you. I'm like, great. Yeah, let's let's catch up later this week and let's set a time. Cool. Great. Well, I never heard from them. So the next Sunday they said, oh, we feel horrible. I'm like, why? And like, we we were driving home on Sunday, the, the you know, within 20 minutes of us speaking and we drove by an open house and uh, we went in and saw it and we wrote an offer on it. I'm like, seriously, like that never happens. And of course it would happen to me. So from that perspective, it can happen. Yes, you can, you can sell an open house to a buyer that walks in. However, that is not really the point. Uh, the point of an open house is to collect buyers for other properties. The chance that they're going to want that specific property is very, very low. If you've been in the business any length of time, you know that the diversity of inventory is one of the great challenges and advantages to what we do. If you only had one cookie to sell, you wouldn't sell that cookie to everyone. Not everyone likes chocolate chip or not everyone likes oatmeal raisin. So you have to have a diversity of uh, inventory. And that's when it's important to know your market too. So if you're at an open house and a buyer's walking through and they make some comment and they go, oh, I was really hoping it would have a formal dining room. Oh, is a formal dining room something that you're really looking for? Oh, yes, it's, it's a kind of a must. You know, I know this house that has this amazing formal dining room. It's two blocks over. Da, da, da. I'd love to show it to you sometime. Great. That's an opportunity to capture a buyer lead from somewhere else. I'll also tell you that volunteering for other people is a great way to, to also capture some buyers. I was looking to move to Tennessee way back in the day. And uh, I met uh, an agent named Lisa Kaufman. She is amazing. 
still is to this day. She's retired, but she's amazing. And she was telling me that her entire first year of the business, she basically did an open house every weekend. She she went around the office and volunteered. And when I met her, she was the top agent in the office, I believe, or second to the top. I mean, she was just on fire. You know, she just was awesome. She built her career on open houses. If you don't have business, open houses are a great place to get business. They don't work in every market as far as you selling the house to the buyer. So don't think of an open house in that term. Don't think of the success of the open house as, oh, I walked away and I didn't sell it today. But I got 10 names on a list. That's awesome. Or two. It doesn't matter. I've sat at open houses where no one showed up. You know, so yes, they they can be hit or miss. But simply advertising the open house can help get your get your name out there. I've seen agents, especially in this day and age, if you're sitting at an open house and it's empty, do a walkthrough, do a video walkthrough and put it on Facebook Live or something. Like do something constructive with your time besides balancing your checkbook. Do something to to market yourself or market the property and show that you're out there being a mover and a shaker. Next question comes from Preston in Spartansburg, South Carolina. He says, I struggle with asking people for business or referrals. I don't want to be pushy or annoying people. What are some ways that I can ask? So I struggle with this myself, Preston. Um, I hate asking people for business. And I'm also kind of weird about even making money off of some people. Like if I know someone, I'm weird about them, prof- uh, me profiting from them or me making money off of them. So as many of you know, I'm an author and a publisher and I feel bad when someone I know is, oh, I bought your book. Oh, well, I feel bad. Oh, I made a whole $2. Oh, what am I going to do? I don't know. It's this weird complex I have. So asking for business is also hard for me. Um, referrals are a little bit easier, but um, asking for direct business can be challenging for some folks. My my approach to this is basically give before you get. So I try to be a resource to them first. And then it's easy for me to ask for a return favor. So if I've been, if I've been assistance, if I've been of assistance to someone and I've offered them something of value, it's then easier for me to go back and say, Hey, by the way, um, I would, I really need some help if you don't mind. Usually I don't have to remind them that I help them, but, uh, we call them deposits and withdrawals. So this is a, this kind of bleeds over from like the recruiting, um, side of, of life, but you make deposits and then eventually you can have a withdrawal deposits in this case are, I'm doing something for you. I'm, I'm giving you some value. Most cases, you only need to make one deposit if it's a referral situation. So it might be that I have to remind them, but I do it gently and and very innocuously. Hey, how'd that referral work out for you? Oh my gosh, it worked so well. Da, 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 da. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm so glad that it worked out. Hey, I have a quick question. <clears throat> do you happen to know anybody that needs XYZ or whatever? That makes us makes it so much easier, so much smoother to just transition into, hey, 
wink, wink. I helped you, and I just reminded you of that. Now you can help me. You don't want to just come out and say, hey, remember that time that I sent you a referral? Yeah, well, it's time for you to return the favor. That's not the right way to approach that situation. Asking for business is a little harder, and I will defer to my friend Kurt, who is an amazing sales professional, an amazing coach, an amazing motivator. And he, I will paraphrase, obviously, but he basically says, if you truly believe that what you have to offer is the best and that you bring the most value, then it is your duty to help your friends and family whatever it is it is why wouldn't you ask for the business if you truly believe that you have the best x widget sales to skills whatever it is that how dare you not share that with other people you are doing them a disservice by not offering your services to them i thought that was amazing the first time i heard it i was like wow that's very powerful and i try my hardest to focus on that. So I think of that in my terms of my business is, you know, I think that I have our, my company has an amazing value proposition. I bring a lot of value to the table via what my company does for our agents. So why wouldn't I want to talk to them? Why wouldn't I want agents to know what we have to offer? Aren't I doing them a disservice by holding that information to myself? So when asking for business, you have to have that confidence. Um, but it's not easy always. Uh, so I don't want to just pretend like, oh, just do X and you'll be fine. Um, I don't have a, a quick answer for that. But I think it does start with confidence without being cocky. Um, you don't want to be like, yeah, come on. You know I'm the best. Just do it. You know, give me, give me a chance. Um, it's really more of a... Uh, you know, you've earned it. Um, and that's where I, I still go back to the give before you can get. Have you been a resource to this person? Have you helped them in any way? It doesn't have to be a referral situation even. It could be, you know, you've you've been there for advice. You've been there when they needed, um, you know, a, 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 a painter or whatever. You know, like, oh, I, I need a painter. So maybe two years ago, you referred them to a painter. Um, you've been a you've been a resource. They see you as a resource. That can go a long way. If they've never met you before, asking for the business is totally different. So the situation that I'm referring to is people that you know and you're asking them for business. So again, probably a discussion for a longer episode, but for now, I'm going to move forward. So thank you for that question. The last question for this episode is from Anita in Springfield, Missouri. I feel like my real estate career has stalled. I am not growing and seeing other agents excelling at, the, at other companies. I really like where I am, but wonder if I should consider a change to shake things up. Should I change companies? So, Anita... I'm going to give a, an analogy. It might be crude in some people's uh, opinions, but I think it's valid. So people that say things like that to me and say, I just feel like I need a change. I liken them to a couple that has a baby to save their marriage. Well, 
I don't know what else we're going to do. So I guess maybe let's try having a kid. Because, you know, that's the exact thing you need when you have a struggling relationship is to add a third party that you're both responsible for. So, you know, switching companies because you need a change is probably one of the worst reasons that you can switch brokerages. I'm not saying switching brokerages is always bad. I've done it a few times in my career. Um, you need to be strategic about it. You need to do it for the right reasons, but don't do it simply because, well, I'm bored. I need something different. So if something you said was interesting. You feel like you've stalled and you're not growing. My question is, what are you doing about it? So it sounded like you feel like the company, not to blame necessarily, but you feel like the company's not supporting you in some way. Okay. What do you need? What sort of support are you not getting? Is it that you're not getting the support or that you're not utilizing the support? Because from an operations standpoint, I can tell you a lot of agents will feel that way or say things of that nature. And then when we really dive into it, it's like, well, you're not using these you know, 15 things, these 15 resources or whatever, or they'll tell me exactly what they're looking for. And I can usually point them to something that's already available to them. And it's like a light bulb goes off. Um, I, I just, it blows my mind when one of my agents comes and says, oh, I just spent, you know, X thousands of dollars on a, on a website. Really? Why didn't you consult with me first? Like I would have pointed you in, in the right, in the right direction and probably saved you a fortune or, oh, I just, uh, just spent a bunch of money on lead gen. Uh, who did you go with? Like, did you vet them? What kind of questions did you ask? You know, I, I, we have a peer leadership group in my company where some of my agents actually have to do some of these exercises. And it's been very eye-opening for them. I made I made my agents actually call lead gen companies and vet them and ask them questions. And they're like, wow, they're all offering pretty much the same thing. And, you know, they want to charge me five or $600 for a CRM, blah, blah, blah. So most companies on the surface offer pretty much the same services. Now, not all. And... Uh, it's not always about the money. So a lot of times when I hear these types of comments, like I see other people succeeding. Okay. Are they succeeding in selling more property or are they succeeding in making more money or are they succeeding in bragging about having a high split? So, or profit sharing or whatever it is, I'm not calling out any companies. But I, I'll see that all the time where it's like, oh, my my stock options or my profit sharing or whatever. And I look them up and it's like, oh, you sold a million dollars. For those of you who don't know in real estate, a million dollars is not a ton. Uh, in fact, it, you can't live off of a million dollars in real estate sales. Uh, in California, that's like, I don't know, half a house, something like that. Um, you know, it, it's the average agent in the country, I think, sells $1.5 million in real estate a year. Uh, so it's not a lot. So you have to put it in perspective. So what I would recommend, and this is, again, these are great topics. I just, I probably need to do a deep dive on this one, but what, what I would probably do is go talk to my, to my company, talk to my broker, talk to whoever I have a manager in leadership, something, and just, and you don't have to say, I'm thinking about leaving none of that, but you can just say, you know, I, I just don't feel like I'm moving forward. 
and I'm curious what what you think I can do to make a change. A, a good company will have some questions to ask you, and they will have some solutions to offer. So something I would like to ask you is, um, well, what have you done lately to change the course of your career? But first of all, where do you want your career to go? You say you you you're stagnant, but where, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Do you want to do more listings? Do you want to have more buyers? Do you want to double your income? What exactly is success to you? Those are important questions. If someone just says, you know, oh, well, you need to go to XYZ company because you'll get a 90-10 split. How is that going to change your career? If you come and tell me, I want to list more houses, I want to become more of a listing agent than a buyer's agent, how is working for a company based strictly on the split they offer going to change that? That's a behavioral thing. That's a marketing choice. What are you personally doing to make that change? But then the bigger question will become, does my company have the tools that I need to do that thing? So just because you you identify the change doesn't then automatically mean, well, it's all it's all on me. It's not necessarily all on you. It could be that your company is not equipped. I have seen agents say, I want to, I don't know, break into the luxury market. Okay. There are some behavioral things they can change, but then at some point they are limited to what their company offers. Uh, that's where, you know, we shine particularly well is we have a great luxury program. So we we have a lot of benefits in that realm, but I'm not going to come out with the luxury program to someone who says, Oh, I'm, you know, I want to be an investor specialist. Okay, cool. Let me show you how we can help you with that. There's no reason to talk about the luxury stuff. So figure out what you want to do with your career. Then you can ha start having some conversations. So that's my advice for the three of you today. I hope it was helpful and until next time, get out there and make great choices.